Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast, episode number 83, Find a Path for Growth. Welcome to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. I am Rich Bracken, an award-winning marketer, inspirational consultant, and expert problem solver. Each episode of this podcast will discuss ways to address the obstacles in your life and help you learn how to put your heart and soul into everything you do. Thank you for choosing this podcast to bring more love, happiness, and success into your life. Have you ever been in a position where you feel like you're stifled in your job or your career? You feel like you've hit this ceiling of growth, this this roadblock on the path to what you want to achieve, and you don't know what to do. Or you are a manager or a leader, and you've got employees that have hit that wall of motivation because they don't see a path to success for themselves. I want to approach this because it's a really important topic. It's something that I've personally lived through um, both as a leader and as uh, an employee as well. And this is something that I think we can all relate to because we all want to aspire to great things. And sometimes that path is not there immediately. So what do you do? And I want to approach this from a leadership side of things. And as I'm talking, if you're in a position where you feel that you are the person in that stifled mood, in that blocked mentality, I want you to take everything that I'm saying and flip it into more of a situation that you can have this conversation with your direct supervisor. Uh, So I'm going to give you a few things today that'll talk about um, how you can address this because it's a really, it's a frustrating situation. And especially when you have an incredible amount of talent on your team, you're going to have people that are going to aspire to big things. You're going to have those overachievers that you don't want to lose. So how do you keep them motivated? How do you keep them focused? And another reason I'm very excited to talk about this is that this question was submitted um, by Jay, who has this question. So thank you, Jay, for submitting your questions. I always love getting input or getting questions or things that people are battling that I can help them uh, with solutions to these problems. So let's talk about a few different things that you can use as motivating factors to not lose your top talent. Um, And again, like I said, if you're the person that is the talent that you are very frustrated, these are conversations that you can have. Uh, that you can approach your supervisor with. So I will make one assumption, even though I'm not a big fan of assumptions, that you've already had the conversation or somebody has approached you to say, hey, look, I don't feel like I can grow in this organization or I'm feeling frustrated. I'm going to go ahead and assume that you've had that conversation. If you've not, if you've just seen a decline in performance or a decline in motivation, this is a good time to have that conversation. Find out what motivates that individual. Sometimes it's growth, but it could be other things. So have a real clear conversation and say, hey, look, you know, I've noticed a little bit of frustration or maybe, you know, the things have changed a little bit. Talk me through what's going on. Um, one, being an empathetic leader is huge. And so many people claim to be a leader or claim to be a supervisor or claim this title, but they don't have the empathy to engage their employees. And it's not being soft. It's being engaged. It's having those conversations and, and finding out what drives and motivates your talent, your team. If you don't do that, you might as well understand that you're going to have some high turnover rates. So have that conversation and understand that growth is truly what they want. Maybe they just want a challenge. Maybe they just want some variety. So the first step is to confirm that career growth or a career path with your organization is what they truly want. Um, Two, if you can have a conversation around a reward system, 
You know, not everybody wants to be rewarded the same way. Not everybody wants to be recognized for their talents or their achievements. So have a sit down conversation and understand what you can do to reward them while you figure out a solution, because sometimes those little rewards and those little recognitions, no matter how they like to have it, are going to make up for the frustration that they may have. So if they like public recognition, find ways, especially if they're an overachiever, they're a high performer, there's going to be easy ways that you can point out their performance to either a team, to the organization. Um, you know, If you're a leader and you can send a note to the executive committee and say, hey, look, John Doe is doing a really good job of you know, fill in the blank. You know, I just want to make sure that you're aware of the talent that we have here. That is a really good move as a leader because, one, you're showing that a good hire was made at some point with this individual, that they are a high performer, and that they deserve that recognition. And two, it's bridging a potential future conversation that you may have to have with your executive team to say, hey, look, you know, we may wind up losing John Doe because of this you know, frustration that's going on. Can we find a, a different route or a different path? Um, if they're aware of the individual's high performance early on, the likelihood of flexibility is a lot higher. Maybe it's some sort of minor, like maybe they just, they just like thank you notes. They like to be recognized by you. Maybe they are, are looking for growth because they don't feel appreciated by you. Find out what that is. Ask them directly. What motivates you? What, what can I do to help keep you engaged and to bring your energy back up? Find out what that is. Sometimes it may be you know, something that you can't accomplish, but you know, find something or have that conversation until you can find some sort of a compromise or some sort of a, a solution to what's going to keep them motivated. Another great thing is providing opportunities for educational growth. You know, a high performer is typically somebody who wants to improve, who wants to be better at what they do. Maybe they want to learn a different task or a different skill. So if you offer those opportunities for educational growth, whether they're internal educational opportunities, whether you're sending them to conferences, whether you're purchasing a subscription to some sort of a professional development system, you know, like Linda or all of these different opportunities that you have to educate your staff. Again, another thing that's a win-win for you because one, you're giving them the opportunity to enhance their skills and to find value in this educational growth. And the things that they go learn, if they bring those back to your team and they're beneficial or they help you improve a process or they become a new skill that this individual has that you didn't have previously, that's a win for both you and the team and the individual that you're trying to motivate because now they're feeling a higher level of value with this new knowledge. And there are so many platforms for education out there now, so many places you can go and spend a good amount, you know, a, a decent amount of money out of your marketing budget or out of your professional development budget, whatever you have available, to buy that subscription. And if it's something that you can buy a multi, um, a multi-user subscription, then so be it. Leverage that as well. But I think that is a huge thing. That is something that I've personally sought out. That is a really good opportunity to engage an employee and to motivate an employee. Another tip is finding projects or tasks that may be outside of the, their normal job description. I am a humongous believer, especially with the way that technology and the industries are moving nowadays. I am a massive believer in reviewing job descriptions because job descriptions are written at a certain point in time. They're written with certain things in mind and they're not revisited. Once you hire somebody, you kind of leave it alone or maybe it's part of the review process, but it's talked about once a year. 
But if you're not going back and reviewing that job description for that individual and say, hey, what things are you doing? What things are you not doing? What's worth it and what's not? And is there something missing from this job description that we can add that brings more joy to your day, that allows us to re-engage you, to bring your energy back up? Those are the kinds of things that you should be discussing. And maybe it's a, a great conversation to start looking at how you can be more flexible as a team and be more innovative as a team. You know, there are there have been several instances, uh, and I can think of one recently, where in a role that I had, there were things that I really, truly enjoyed doing. They weren't in my job description, but they were beneficial to the team. They were beneficial to the, to the, to the company that I was working for. And so I enjoyed spending what time I had on the outside and actually took you know, personal time on the outside as well to educate myself, to work on projects that were a little bit deeper dive into the information. So have those conversations. It, you know, it's not to say that the job description should change radically, but if you can add a thing or two that changes up the flow or the variety in the individual's work, then that may be what they need. That may be the satisfier that brings them back to focus. And that's a wonderful conversation to have with your HR department as a leader to say, hey, look, this is something that I'd like to look at moving forward. And those HR individuals can work with you to understand what minor tweaks may be needed to be made. They may also be able to tap into their industry colleagues or, or look at some competitors or do some research to figure out, okay, if I have a marketing manager at my company and we have a competitor that has a marketing manager posting, look at the job description side by side. Are they asking for the same things? Are they looking for the same skills? Is there something that they are asking for that you're not? And is that a competitive differentiator for that competitive firm? So this is a great conversation to have. Again, I'm a, from a full firm believer in having a lot of internal conversations and making sure that everybody understands what's going on. That if you're all having conversations about where you need to move as a team, as an individual, or as an individual, as a team, and as an organization, you can have better clarity and, and be more agile as a company if you're having open conversations like this. Now, if you come to your HR department once a year and say, hey, can you go do some research for us? That's, you know, that's not a, a very productive conversation. So be able to have those conversations ongoing and understand what the marketplace demands and, and what you may be able to do to create a competitive differentiation for your team or your company. And my final pointer is to have a conversation, and this kind of bridges off of the HR conversation, but have a conversation with that individual, the high performer that says, okay, if you could create a path, what would that look like? Not with a promise that it's going to happen, but let's have the dialogue. Let's have the conversation because, again, that empathetic outreach, that, that ability to connect with that individual and say, hey, I'm not saying we're perfect and I'm not saying that our foundation and our structure of our organization is, is immaculate. Let's have that conversation. Let's, you know, is there something that you're hearing in the marketplace or that you've learned through competitive research that we're not doing that we may need to add to our fold? What does that path look like? It may, like, again, understanding that it's just a conversation. It's not a guarantee. It's not a promise. There's no contract involved. But really just having the conversation to understand what they think the path should be for them. Even in just having that conversation, you may understand, there's, you may be head down in big projects and trying to push forward initiatives, and you can have a very talented individual on your team that's doing a lot of competitive research, you know, really studying what your, your competition is doing, and they have found something that is not there. 
that you are not doing that you, that could wind up being a blind spot for you in in the marketplace. So just having that conversation may uncover some things that are going to be beneficial to your company. Again, not with the promise that it will happen, but you in that conversation you may uncover an aha moment, and likely you will, uh, to really change your thinking and understand how you can be more agile and more competitive. The bottom line is that we should all be happy, challenged, and engaged in, in whatever we're doing. And it doesn't matter if you are an entrepreneur or if you work for a Fortune 500 corporation. You know, you need to be able to, to go to work and be happy on a daily basis or you know, at least find the core of why you think you're there in the first place. You know, working for a paycheck is great, but it shouldn't be the end all be all. You should really buy into what you're doing. You should feel engaged and empowered in what you're doing. And having these conversations, as I've mentioned numerous times, will either show your empathy as a leader, uh, will uncover some some opportunities for your organization or your team to improve, and keep your high performers engaged. You know, maybe there's not a clear path right now, but just doing some of these things may buy you some time to create that path or create that position or um, keep them around and keep them more engaged because nothing is worse than a demotivated or a disengaged high performer because it happens a lot, unfortunately, in the workforce. And you can do these things and keep them as engaged as possible. So again, thank you, Jay, for the question. I'm I'm happy to answer any questions that you guys want to submit. Shoot me an email at rich at richbracken.com. Um, send me a message on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. You can find all of my social media handles on richbracken.com. Uh, but I love love these conversations and love these questions that y'all send in. I'm, I'm always happy to help and do whatever I can to shed some light based on personal experience or research that I do on whatever the question is. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And again, if you are an individual that maybe is not in a leadership position, but you're feeling the pains of, of stagnation or you're feeling roadblocked in your career path, these are questions and conversations that you should feel comfortable asking your, your leader, your supervisor, your HR department. Um, so make sure that you're having these conversations. If you can't have these conversations, then there's likely a a fault in leadership at some point because leaders should be open to having these conversations for improvement and, and to keep people engaged and to keep your turnover low and your performance high. So don't be afraid to ask for time to have these conversations and just be very honest and be very team and organization focused in how you deliver the message. Um, so I hope this helps, uh, Jay, I hope this helps you and your organization. I hope it helps you as a leader, if you're listening or you as a, as somebody who's trying to move up the ladder or find a bigger path for yourself. Um, because it is, it's, it's all about being happy. It's about being empowered in your position. So thank you so much for listening. Please visit richbracken.com for more content. Uh, the enricher soul podcast on iTunes and a bunch of different platforms, Stitcher, Google play. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere now. And I have you all to thank for it. The growth of the podcast over the past couple of years has been a blessing. And I have I have been very touched and moved by some of the messages that you all have sent um, by listening in and, and finding empowerment and finding happiness through through what I've shared. So thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you so much for your questions. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for sharing because sharing is caring. Uh, but thank you uh, for, for letting other people know about the podcast because 
it is really truly a, a mission that I have to help everybody live the best life that they possibly can. I know that sounds cliche, but it is true from my heart that I really want people to find the joy that they should have on a daily basis as much as possible. Uh, so please share this podcast with as many people as you know, because you never know who's going to need a little bit of enrichment. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Enrich Your Soul podcast. For more information and resources, visit richbracken.com.